When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. see if I can do this. Ah, there we go. Why, why is it positioned like this? Edit audio avatar. Your camera's off. Okay. Let's try this. All right. We are live right now, guys. Um, we've got two people in the chat right now. So for those that are watching... Go ahead and put your questions in. We got three people in. Go ahead and put your questions in the chat if you have any questions. Um, we're doing a few things today. First off, we're having our normal Q&A. I'm going to try and get one of these out every week or so, uh, maybe less. Not doing too much travel right now. Jut L says hello. Hello, Jut. Um, not really doing too much travel right now. So I'm able to kind of do these a little bit more. So we'll do these fairly frequently. Um, point of order first. Next week, we are having another live stream. Uh, we're going to try it out at the evening time because a lot of people, our guests are working right now. Um, hard. Some people emailed me and said it's kind of hard for them to join because they're working or whatever right now. Um, so we'll just kind of, you know, take that as it comes. But we are doing one next week as well. I'm going to have one of my uh, friends. She's also been on the channel before. Um, she's a CRA in the industry as well. So you guys can ask her questions, kind of get a different perspective. So I'll be interviewing her live. Um, and then we'll also take questions from the audience as well. And that'll be next week. Right now we're scheduled for next Thursday. Um, so stay on the lookout for that as well. Um, so if you're watching, please put your questions in the chat. Please put your questions in the chat. Do not hesitate. We'll answer all questions. Um, and, you know, we're kind of still testing this out just because we want to make sure that this is something that people are going to uh, attend and ask questions and be vocal about. So uh, I will continue to do these as there seems to be interest. If there is no interest, then I will stop doing them. Um, so go ahead and answer your put your questions in the chat. So we've got a hello from Jut. Hello. Um, clinical research maven. Ask what and when's your next career move? Um, so definitely staying as CRA. Um, I have no interest in being a project manager or really even managing CRA. So definitely stay as CRA. Probably just a new company um, or something like that. Um, get the bonus, bigger, bigger pay raise, uh, things of that nature. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing next. May think about going contract at some point as well. Um, but I kind of like the W-2 space where if you don't, if you aren't um, working 
or traveling super hard, you're still getting paid both contract. You know, if you're working, you get paid. If you're, if you're not working, you don't get paid. Um, but the good thing about contract is you get to get paid door to door. So you're getting paid for all that flying time. And when you, until you get back to your house. So, you know, there's pros and cons with everything, but then again, you got to pay for your own insurance and this and that. So there's pros and cons with everything, but probably definitely another W2 job. So good question, clinical research maven. Um, so if you guys are listening, go ahead and drop your questions in the chat. I will be answering all questions. Um, before we go and answer any more questions, I will let you guys know. Um, I still have the resume review program that is open. Prices will be going up soon, guys. So go ahead and um, you know book those sessions when you can. We also have interview preparation. If you have any questions or concerns about um, your interview, we can guide you through that as well. Resume review program. Um, you guys have probably heard of me talk about that on the channel religiously. Um, and then career consultation as well. If you need some help, you know, obviously I'm doing these live so I can kind of answer your questions a little bit. Um, but I really can't del delve deep into your background and understand where in the industry is your best option. And a lot of it's location based too. Um, kind of what companies and situations you have around you. Um, so, you know, in the career consultation, I'm able to kind of go one-on-one -on -one with you and kind of pick out the best path uh, slash avenue for you to get in this industry or level up in this industry. So email me for more information at on those options, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, so, so far we got four people in the chat right now. If you guys... Yeah, we got questions coming in. There we go, guys. So Clinical Research Maven asks, any interest in teaching? Um, I'm teaching right now. I teach all the time on this channel. Um, I don't What do you mean by teaching? Um, you know, oftentimes as a CRA, new people um, that come to the company or new CRAs, um, you're teaching them also. Um, they ask questions. They may shadow you, things of that nature. So, you know... Really, what we are as CRAs are teachers in a sense, because um, not only are we teaching our colleagues or new our new colleagues, you're also teaching the sites about the protocol um, and things of that nature as well. I mean, you're constantly teaching in this role, so that's kind of what we are. And if you if you like marinate it down to a base sense, so good question. But and you know, going to a university and teaching, no, uh, no interest there. Um, SM asks, what type of contract does a clinical site have with PI contractors? Do we need to take legal help in hiring PI contractors? Um, good question. Um, I don't have any interest. I don't have any knowledge of the PI contracts. Um, I know a lot of times PIs may own the actual research site um, or they may work for a, let's just use, Cleveland Clinic, as an example, they will, they will work for a system like Cleveland Clinic and they do research. Um, so I don't know how the financials work with that. You know, Dan's Fair with the clinical trials guru would probably be a better person to ask about that. Um, I don't own my own site, so I don't really know how that works. And to really kind of, I guess, nail that point home is sites ask me all the time about the money issues, like if they haven't been paid. Um, they ask me about, you know, payment for the patients. I, I don't deal with any of the money issues. That goes to a completely separate department. Um, 
So I have no interest. I have no knowledge of how the payments really work. Um, I oftentimes have to ask my project manager about those type of questions because I don't deal with that. Uh, I specifically deal with the data. That's pretty much. I mean, if you got questions about data, I'm your guy. Or the pro anything related to the protocol, you know, I'm your guy. That's what we do. Um, clinical research Maven asks teach at medical assistant schools, nursing schools about clinical research and positions available for them. Um, I mean, I'm definitely open to that. If, if someone wants to reach out that works for a school, um, you know, they're gonna have to pay. Um, I'm definitely open to, you know, coming in and talking to students about clinical research for sure. Or if we could do it virtually as well, definitely open to that. Um, but it's not something that, you know, I want to be doing on a, on a, you know, regular, regular basis like that. All right, let's see. Clinical. So we've got six people here in the chat. I think that's a record, um, probably because um, I had this advertised for a little while. But that's great. So ask your questions, guys. Keep your questions coming. We got some good questions so far. Um, Jut asks, I'm interested in interview coaching. Can you leave the email in this video, please? Have you ever seen a PI or sub-I PI who was a PharmD? Um, hmm. I don't think I have seen a PI or sub-I who's a PharmD. Most of the time, they're MDs. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and type the email in here. Gmail.com. You can go ahead and email me right now, and I'll get to you after this broadcast. Um, most PharmDs I've seen in a few positions, one being medical science liaison, one being, um, in drug development, like actually involved in the development of the drug. So those are typically where I see PharmDs. Um, yeah, I don't think you would see one as a PI as possible as a sub I I'm assuming. I'm, I think it's definitely possible, but it's not something I've seen a lot. Most PIs and sub I's are, uh, MDs. Um, occasionally you'll see a study coordinator be put on as a sub I who, you know, may have a master's or may not just a bachelor's. So you may see that, but you're not really going to see, uh, farm D's in that way. Um, all right, guys, go ahead and get your questions in, go ahead, get your questions in. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining today. We are also celebrating 5,000 subscribers on the channel. So uh, that's a big accomplishment for you guys and just shows the amount of interest you guys have in um, this channel and the type of uh, content we create here. So 5,000 subscribers, guys, that's a huge, huge number. And it may not seem like a lot, but you know, this is really a niche channel just for clinical research. So that's pretty much all we talk about is clinical research. So there's only so many people who are going to be interested in that in the first place. Um, so just to show, you know, 5,000 supporters, man, that's a, that's a big deal. It means the world to me that you guys support and find value in the information that's on this channel. So um, that just means a lot. Uh, thank you guys for supporting over the years. And for those that continue to support, whether you like, subscribe, um, go ahead and do all that stuff if you haven't already. Like and subscribe this broadcast so people can see that we are live right now. Maybe we can get to 10 uh, live viewers. That would be awesome. Um, so go ahead and drop your questions, guys. Drop your questions. 
And then for those that, you know, haven't, you know, didn't start from the beginning, um, we've been live for about 12 minutes right now. For those of you that have uh, not heard, we have the resume review program, interview preparation, career consultation uh, programs that we have. One of the best things I just I just recently added um, was the salary negotiation portion. And so that's actually free to you guys. Um, so how it works is it's an extra $200. You can get it with your interview preparation package or really any package. And I'll help you negotiate your salary when you're in that phase of the hiring process. Um, but the best part about it is if I do not help you get an increase in your salary or benefits or perks, not a single increase, you get every single penny back. It's a full refund. So it's literally free to you guys to add that package. So if I do not um, help you improve your salary, get more perks or uh, you know anything else related to your job, if there's no increase in nothing, um, you get every single penny back if you follow my process and steps. So that's really cool and exciting thing I'm adding this year. Um, yeah. Um, all right, guys, add your questions in. I'm going to actually create a post right now so people can know that we are live. Um, So yeah, go ahead and drop your questions down below. Um, I see a few questions here I'm going to go ahead and get to. Got a few questions. Um, all right. So next question, we got SM asking a question. Do you help in the setup of new clinical sites? And also, do you help in the conduct of trials, closeout documentation? Yes. Um, if they're if you're talking about site startup, um, as far as the study goes, yes. Um, I do help in that. Um, and do you help in the conduct of trials, closeout documentation? Absolutely. I'm a CRA. That's what we do. Close you out. Um, Interim monitoring visits, you know, initiation visits. I do all that stuff. Um, all right. Good question, though. Next question. Any training or conference you look forward to attend live this year? You know, that's a really good question. Um, there's actually a few. So ACRP, um, that's a big one. I love ACRP. I went in 2019 to ACRP in Nashville. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um so ACRP, I believe, is in April. It's in Orlando this year. Really good conference. Um, currently not scheduled to go. Um, that could change any time here because um, a lot of companies will give you a stipend to go to these conferences. And 
ACRP was great. When we went in Nashville, it was absolutely fantastic. And the real value with these conferences, guys, is not you know the information they're presenting on stage. The real value is the networking that you get you know, walking around the conference and meeting these companies that are there and all these different people that are there. So that's the real value in these conferences. Um, Socra, so they just sent an email out to us because there's a few of them. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, let, us, let you guys know. I'm not going to say one of them because it's very, very study specific and it's kind of, um, let's see, how do I say this? Um, it's very small. You know, I don't, I don't, think the value is really there, especially if you're a CRA to go to any of these very, very specific conferences, um, unless you're just trying to double down on your knowledge base. But um, yeah, ACRP is April 22 through 25 in Orlando. Great conference. You know, these conferences aren't cheap. I don't recommend you go to them if you're paying out of your own pocket. Uh, I think it's like $2,000 just to just to show up, not to mention flight. Um not to mention your flight and accommodations and food and stuff like that. So they're very expensive. You really only want to go to these if you are, um, if your company's paying for it, period. Um, Socra, dang, that's in Orlando as well. Um, September 16th through the 18th, Orlando, Florida, Socra. And they're probably putting them there because they know they're not going to get shut down, to be honest, um, in Florida. Orlando's okay place for conferences. Uh, I've been one time. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. So Socra's there. I've done ACRP. I've never done Socra. Socra is pretty good. Um, I've joined Socra when I was first getting in this industry. Um, they're a pretty good organization and I'm sure it's pretty similar to ACRP, but these are big conferences, guys. I, I don't know how big they are going to be this year, but I'm sure next year they'll probably be back up and running to full capacity. So those are two I recommend, um, that I've been to. I've been to ACRP, not Socra. All right. Next question. What the employer is looking for in hiring someone who has no experience as a CRA? Um, well, to answer your question bluntly, they're not looking for someone with no experience as a CRA. Um, the only way you can be a CRA is you can get hired on um, in a training program. That's one of the best ways to do it. And it's very, very difficult and very, very competitive, but it is possible and the other best way to get hired as a CRA is at your current company or organization. They put you in the program themselves and they teach you and train you along the way. Um, those are pretty much the two ways to do it. Um, and I think those are probably the easiest and best ways to do it. Um, it's very, very difficult being hired as a CRA, especially with no clinical research experience. Now, it's definitely easier the more experience you have. So if you're a study coordinator... I would definitely apply with years and years of experience as a, to be a CRA, definitely do it. If you're an in-house CRA, you can apply, but typically they're only going, typically they're all going to have to train you for six months to a year uh, to be a CRA. So you're going to have to uh, get some kind of clinical research experience to even really be considered strongly. Um, any experience with an FDA inspection? If so, what did you think of how it was conducted? If not, what have you heard about other CRAs? experience with FDA inspection. So never been, never dealt with an FDA inspection. Um, one of the questions we ask when we go on site during our site evaluation visit is if you've been inspected by the FDA. So I have, you know, inspected a site that has previously been inspected by the FDA. And there's a whole bunch of background stuff that goes on after they tell you that they have been inspected. 
you got to review their inspection documents. Um, you bring it up to the rest of the project team. And then there's a whole bunch of safeguards that you take uh, with that site, even, you know, no matter how long it's been, you know, obviously the further away from that inspection they've been, uh, the better. But if a site was just inspected, you know, the year prior, we might pass on that site altogether. Even if they have a potential to enroll patients, we might say, you know what, we're just not, we just don't want the risk. We don't really want the heat because um, the FDA might come right back in and inspect them again. So we might pass on that site altogether. Um, but no, we have a bunch of internal inspections, um, especially working for a sponsor. We have internal inspections um, that you have to deal with that are, you know, kind of annoying. They always find stuff and you have to go back to the site and deal with it. I actually just had one here in January. They they went to my site, one of my sites, and um, I haven't received the report yet, but I know that's going to be, you know, a lot more work when I go back on site to have to deal with those findings from internal inspection. So, but really the internal inspection is there to make sure everything is in order to prevent an FDA inspection. No one wants an FDA inspection. Um, and so that's really why you have those internal inspections to make sure that, you know, if the FDA goes out there, they're not really going to find anything um, serious. Um, and you know, what have I heard about it from other CRAs? No one wants to go through an FDA inspection, man. No one wants to go. So it's bad. <laughs> Just know it's bad. Um, next question. SM asks, can you suggest which conferences are good to attend to get new studies for a new site? Yeah. ACRP is probably pretty good. SOCRA is probably pretty good as well. And the reason is, you know, I mentioned the networking aspect of these conferences being very important. Um, you know, you've got people that are study coordinators there from sites, other sites, they can help you, um, be like, yeah, how are you getting studies? And they could, you know, give you information. You've got people from CROs that are there. Um, so, you know, that's another person that you can connect with be like, Hey, our site is really good at, you know, diabetes studies. Um, and then you network with those people say, Hey, look, you know, we do a lot of diabetes research and blah, 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 blah. So network in there. Then you've also got sponsors there. So you've got sponsors, you know, Pfizer, Roche, Merck, big companies, uh, Johnson & Johnson that you can network with and, um, you know, get studies that way too. So really these conferences are incredible networking events. And especially if you go there with the intent that I'm going to meet, you know, 30 people, make 30 contacts or whatever, you know, 10 a day. Um you can really, really set yourself up for success uh, with your clinical research business. So um, definitely these conferences are really, really good to check out, especially for the networking. So guys, go ahead and drop your questions in the chat below. We've gone through a bunch of questions so far. Uh, we've got seven people currently listening. And, you know, we're trying this out next week as well. I am having uh, one of my friends and colleagues on. We've actually been friends since college. Um, she's a CRA in the space, so we'll be doing this next week as well. Um, I'll have her on. She'll be answering questions live, and I'll be interviewing her live as well. So we're going to try that out. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and answer your, uh, drop your questions down below, guys. Uh, we're also celebrating 5,000 subscribers today. We crossed that uh, like two days ago. So thank you, all of you guys who are subscribed. Um, big, big things coming. So I think we're definitely going to be doing more lives if you guys show that you enjoy it. Um, 
because I really like going live. I've done live a few times. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I went live with uh, Dan Farah over at the Clinical Trials Guru. Drop in the chat if you guys saw any of those lives that we did. Um, the cool thing about doing them with him is because he's got a big LinkedIn following and Facebook following. So his lives go across all those platforms and we just get bombarded with questions. So I love doing that. And so that's one of the things I wanted to incorporate on my channel is going live a little bit more often um, to answer you guys' questions and stuff. So go ahead and drop your questions in the chat. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking about the resume review program until I get some more questions. Um, so resume review program, guys, I've got a few packages. We got the basic. We've got the intermediate package, which I call professional, which is the most common. We've got the elite package as well. Um, the basic is just your run of the mill. I look at your resume. I write some comments on it. And it, to be honest, I've only sold one of those in the years I've been offering this. And that's just because, you know, you're not really getting much with it. Um, you know, you might get some comments and, and some things to improve your resume. Uh, but the real value, I think, comes with the professional package. All right, guys, we got eight people watching live stream. That's a new record for this channel. Can we make it to 10? Will we make it to 10 today? That would be a historic moment. Um, so thank you guys that are listening so far. Let's see. Um, yeah, resume review program. We got the professional, which literally shows me go line by line through your resume. So who doesn't want that? You get a video and you get the Word document as well. So you get to see me and hear me go line by line through your resume. And that's really beneficial to you guys because uh, not only can you watch it again, but I also put like, hey, you should talk about this in your interview. I also say like, hey, um, you should definitely uh, expound on this. Or I also talk about why why I'm changing certain things or why I'm making this comment on your resume. So you get to understand the, the background psychology of it as well. And then with the elite package, you get everything I just mentioned as well. Plus, you get some interview preparation on the back end before your first interview. And as well as you get a chance to talk to me in the beginning where we kind of go over your resume. And a lot of times you guys leave out important things. Like, for example, you guys may leave out that you guys did bench research in college or you've done bench research before. That's just an example. You guys leave out things all the time um, that are very, very crucial for your resume. So that's the resume review program. Prices are going up, so I definitely would uh, email sooner than later. All right. Clinical Research Maven asks, if you have an opportunity to work outside the U.S., which country would you like to work in as a CRA? Okay. Um, that's a really good question. Um, hmm. Uh, I guess Canada, because Canada is most like the U.S. in terms of the job. Because um, a lot of other countries like U.K., you don't really fly on a plane as much. You like drive to the different sites. Um now, as far as me, like actually living in another country, it would definitely be somewhere in South America or Mexico. Uh, Mexico definitely has decent clinical research as well. Um, so I think that just combines where I would most like to live versus, um, you know, the actual job of being a CRA. Um, so either Canada, Mexico or somewhere in South America. What makes you choose to stay as a CRA instead of project management? That's a really good question. Um, project management requires too much of your time. For example, I could never go live at 11, 1130 AM if I was a project manager. Why? Because I'd be stuck in a meeting somewhere. 
Those guys are in meetings all day long. They can't do anything else. I also have a lot of side projects that you guys don't necessarily know about, you know, other businesses and things like that. Um, you can, you don't have that freedom when you when you're a manager and most like and most definitely a project manager. Um, they're in meetings all day. They can barely get to the work that they have to do because they have meetings all day. It's ridiculous. Um, so one of the best things about being a CRA is the freedom you get. And freedom is everything. Um, that's why it's hard for CRAs to go and, you know, do something else after because, well, before pre-pandemic, you'd, you'd probably have to be in an office um, or your time is tied up with these meetings all day. Uh, and I hate meetings. You know, as a CRA, we're rarely in meetings. I may have one or two meetings every two weeks, um, especially, you know, it depends on, you know, what time of the study you're in. If you're in heavy enrolling, they may have a meeting every week. Um, if you're not really enrolling that much, they may switch it to you know, every other week or every other three, every three weeks or so. Um, but these, these project managers, they're in meetings all day. And I just don't like my time tied up like that. I love the freedom of being a CRA, not to mention when you're on a plane or you have a travel day, you only have to show up to the meeting. So you always have an excuse not to show up for meetings. Um, not to mention, you know, all the other perks, you know, project managers might get paid more on paper than a CRA. But I guarantee you, if you add up all the perks, the salary and stuff, they're not. Um, and, you know, I've most of the time CRAs can be paid more than project managers in general. Um, so it's also you're getting paid way less if that's the scenario. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of reasons project management is not for me now. For other people, for people that don't like travel necessarily, um, or, you know, they're tired of traveling or, you know, they have a family or whatever project management is great for them, but not for me. Uh, go ahead, drop your questions in the chat below guys. We've got six people listening in right now, seven people. So go ahead, drop your questions. If you haven't dropped a question below. Um, I'm also curious did anyone see the lives that me and Dan did on his channel. Uh, I think it's called Dan Sfera now. It used to be called the Clinical Trials Guru, but he still goes by the guru. Did anyone see those lives that we've done? We've done probably two or three now um, over on his channel. We did them last year. So just say, just drop a yes if you've seen those. Uh, I guess no one's seen them. All right, guys. Um, oh, Clinical Research Maven says she saw them all. Okay. What did you think about them, Clinical Research Maven? Do you, do you like it when uh, we go live together? Would you like to see us collaborate more? Yeah, Jut says they saw a recording. All right, good deal. Ooh, we got the big nine people in the building now. All right. We going to make it to 10 today, guys? Go ahead, drop your questions down below. Let's go ahead and provide some value here. Um, so for those listening that did see the lives I've done with Dan Farah, would you like to see more of those collaborations um, in general or not? Nah? Uh, would you like to see me go live more in general or no? Go ahead, put your response in the chat. Put it in the chat. I may have to figure out how I can do a poll here. 
This is my first time. Let's see, show. Oh, look. Oh, this is my first time using. Um, why can't I just show all these? All right, Bethany. Shout out, Bethany. I didn't even know I could do this. Why can't I show all of the comments? Whenever you guys ask a comment or show, uh, there's a comment. What is this? News layout. Um, all right. So whenever you guys ask a question, I'm going to hit that button. Um, I think I saw a recording. Okay. So Sneha asked, don't worry, I'm going to get to your question. Um, how can I switch over to being a CRA from my current position as a clinical trial assistant? Great question. Um, you know, and I've, I've definitely tackled these questions before in older videos, so I might do more videos like this. It's actually going to be really hard for me to get this live stream and chop it up just because of the time thing. Um, that's kind of the reason why I'm trying to do more of these live streams because it's, you know, a lot less work or whatever. Um, but anyway, how can I switch over to being a CRA for my current position as a clinical trial assistant? So likely you work for a big company like an IQVIA, a Docs Icon, or something like that. Um, so basically, they are going to have a, a CRA training program. Ooh, just got an email about a co-monitoring visit, guys. Um, for those that don't know, haven't been following, and I'm going to get back to you, Sneha. Yes, Neha. Um, I have not been traveling for a while, so it looks like this is in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Te Houston. Oh yeah, I'll definitely go to Houston. It's been a minute since I've been down there. Um, so how can I switch over to being a CRA uh, for my current position as a clinical trial assistant? So yeah, well, like I was saying, they're likely going to have a CRA training program of some sort. Um, this is something where I fully endorse you exhausting all options at your current company before going elsewhere. Um, so likely see other CTAs have gone to be CRAs. You definitely want to ask them, see if you can network with them, ask them how they did it um, and follow that exact pathway. Because a lot of times there's a lot of internal politics and dynamics in order to get to that CRA role because it's so very coveted. Um, there's only a few spots you know, a month or a year. And it also depends on the new studies they have coming in, how, what the CRA demand is at these CROs. Um, so that's one of the things that you want to, um, you know, definitely keep in mind before you decide to go elsewhere. Um, and then if you cannot get into the training program as a CTA, um, I would definitely look elsewhere, but you do not want to go be a CTA elsewhere unless they can guarantee you access to the CRA training program. Guarantee like as an in your contract. What I would recommend, and this is what I kind of did, was go be an in-house CRA, a remote monitor, some type of remote CRA job, because that's going to be an easier transition to get to a CRA, uh, a field CRA than a CTA. You want to actually be comfortable with monitoring and do monitoring um, in that way before you go on to, uh, you know, being a field CRA. Um, and then, and maybe at your current company, they do have the in-house CRA role, remote CRA role, field CRA. 
And that's really going to help you uh, get the experience needed because then potentially another company would take a chance on you having remote monitored uh, when the job is moving in that direction in the future, uh, more remote monitoring. Um, so if you can already do half the job, why wouldn't they take a chance on you? That's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, I actually did that same thing. I took a lateral position at my previous company. I was a project specialist. I took a lateral position to that in-house CRA role. Um, I didn't get paid a dime more, not a cent more. Um, but I knew that that experience doing that for a little while, hopefully someone would take a chance on me to be a CRA. And someone did. Um, I actually got hired at a different company and got in there. It wasn't even a, a real CRA training program. I just got hired as a CRA and, um, you know, they trained me. I did, it was about six months of training. It wasn't like official training. I was still getting paid, you know, the CRA salary or whatever. Uh, but they, you know, they sent me down uh, to Florida and got trained um, for a week in this program. And, um, you know, they, they took you out on visits. I did like two, two C1 visits and then a third do one visit. Uh, you know, that's typically how every company does it. C1s and do ones. That's typical for CRAs. So that's what you're going to do. Um, hope this answered your question. Um, guys, go ahead and put more questions in the chat. We're at eight live viewers right now. Um, we we'll see we're going to make it to 10. We've been going live for 37 minutes. How's this been for you guys? Have I been cooking or what? How's this been? Go ahead and put in the chat how you guys like this. Um, so far, Jut says do more. All right, so we're going to do, me and Dan are definitely going to do more collaborations this year. Um, now that I've got StreamYard, he can actually come onto my channel. So maybe we'll do something on, on my channel here pretty soon. Clinical Research Maven said, yes, do more and more collabs. We can't get enough clinical research content. I love that. I love that. Thank you guys. Um, yeah, I try to make it as high quality as possible. Um, you know, as I start doing more traveling too, I can upload some footage too. I've done, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the shorts I've uploaded and really none of that stuff is to flex, but it is kind of to show more of the lifestyle and the good lifestyle of being a CRA. So I know one short I uploaded was when I was in Montana and I was basically talking about like that was all paid for by uh, CRA points. So I was talking about earlier, one of the perks of being a CRA versus a project manager. And I haven't paid for travel in years uh, with my, with cash. I've used points for a hundred percent of my travel. And in fact, I don't go anywhere. I can't use points. If I can't use points, I can't go period. Um, so that's one of the perks that's not necessarily outlined in your contract. Um, but it just goes to show that that's one of the perks of being a CRA is, you know, free vacations. Um, Bethany says, I haven't seen a question from you, Bethany. Do you have any questions? Go ahead and drop them down below. Um, I love hearing from a variety of people in the industry. So it's always fun to see collaborations. Yeah. I love the collaborations too. Um, you know, Dan and I have been collaborating for years, actually. He was the reason how I even got into clinical research because he's the OG. Um, I think he's what, almost at 20,000 subscribers now. So we know, we know we can get up, up there if we keep, uh, you know, uploading content and videos and stuff and you guys continue to support. Um, that's why 5k is such a big milestone. Um, that's a, that's a lot. We've got 477 videos on the channel. Um, 477 guys. So we're almost at 500 videos. We'll definitely cross that this year. 
Um, Sneha says, thank you so much. Thanks for your question. Uh, if you got any more questions, go ahead and put them down below because if people stop asking questions, then I guess I got to cut it off because um, I didn't really bring anything else to talk about today. Um, Clinical Research Maven says, this is great. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, guys. Um, next week, I'm also having another live, so stay tuned for that. It'll be Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's the time we got right now. I will also put on YouTube when we're scheduled for that live, and I'm going to be interviewing a fellow CRA as well, so you'll get her perspective as well. She's been on the channel before a few years ago, um, but now you're going to get her perspective on what it's like monitoring during COVID. She's chained jobs to a new CRO in a new CRA position, so we're going to get her take on that. We're going to get her take on other CROs in the industry, so it's really going to be a jam-packed um, interview, and we're going to be doing it live. So that means you guys can ask questions as well. Um, so that's scheduled right now next week, Thursday at 7 p.m. So let me guys know what you think. Um, all right. Next question. Jut asks, is it possible to get promoted from CRA to clinical scientist? How many years of experience do you think a CRA will be ready for that position? And what qualifications are they looking for? Okay, so from what I think you're asking, that is two separate sides of the business. Clinical scientist is someone who's actually helping develop the medication, where CRA is monitoring it after it's already developed. Um, I'm, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think someone who's a CRA wants to go that route. Um, most of the time, CRAs are getting promoted to uh, project manager, CRA manager, or clinical trial lead, and then on up the chain. I mean, then you go to like a project um, director who's like managing multiple uh, projects from that level. Um, and then you go on to like a VP. So that's pretty much um, what it is. Um, yeah, I don't really see too many CRAs going to clinical scientists. No, I don't see that. Uh, you know, I think you'd require a PhD to be a clinical scientist or an MD at least, PhD or MD, maybe a PharmD. I'm not really too sure, to be honest. Um, I would look at look at the job descriptions for clinical scientists, but I can tell you for sure that CRAs do not often go to clinical scientists. Um, you know, a lot of times people that work in the lab, they want to be CRAs. They're actually trying to go the opposite direction. So interesting question, though. Interesting question. Um, guys, drop your questions down below in the chat. Drop it down below. Um, if there's no more questions, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. Um, this has been great, guys. Um, how many how many people put in the chat? How many people, um, I guess, knew I was going live today before today um, and like kind of kind of scheduled this in their calendar. Um, how many people knew knew that? Put a, put a yes in the chat if you knew I was going to be live um, before today. Drop a yes. 
Ah, uh, okay. So, oh, wow. We got a lot of people chime in here in the last minute here. Okay. Um, so, and Angel says, I don't know if it's Angel or Angel. Uh, so, they just open YouTube and saw it was live. All right. Thanks for joining. Yes. Clinical Research Maven. Yes. So, people, so people do like, not me. Okay. So I guess people, some people just saw that was live and and came on. Other people kind of knew I was live pre pre hand. Well, I'm telling you guys now, I will be live next week, next Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, So go ahead and tap in for that. But I'll also put it on the schedule uh, probably Monday or Tuesday. You'll be able to see um, and we'll have it scheduled. Uh, Okay. Clinical Research Maven asks, with the increase... With the increased need of CRAs, do you think we need to standardize the training requirements and certifications for CRAs? Hmm. Mm. I think I think that's always a good idea to make sure there's a certain level of understanding um, that each CRA has. Um, like I said, usually CRAs are going through some kind of training program. So I guess the standardization is... Um, dang, what's the certification people get? They they put after their name. It's through uh oh, it's through Soker, I think the CR. I'm blanking on it right now. Um, anyway, there is a there's a standard for there's a standardization uh, for clinical research professionals. Um, that you can get now. It's usually not that beneficial to you. Uh, in terms of getting jobs, just because the demand is so high right now, um, it's really not worth it, to be honest. Um, that's why I, I basically I forgot what it was even called, to be honest, because, you know, it's really not that beneficial. Um, but, yeah, I think that's interesting to think about is standardization of the requirement. Yeah, CCRP. There we go. That's it. Um, yeah, it's just not very beneficial for most people. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that necessary, but if they do it, you know, fine. I do have one training. It's the IAOCR. Um, and it was basically a training for, uh, they were trying to do that actually standardize it across the industry. I don't think it's gotten as much traction as they would have hoped. Um, cause I haven't seen a bunch of people with it. Um, but yeah, I did do, I have done one training and it was pretty good. You had to do a, you had to answer a whole bunch of questions. You had to do a whole book uh, of questions, and they were all short answer type questions. So it was pretty good. Um, Winters Dickerson asks VUM today. I don't know what you're trying to ask. Uh, repeat your question, Winters. Hopefully, you're not a troll, or I will block you. Um, Um, anything else? Yeah. So guys, um, thank you guys for joining. Oh, we're at eight again. Are we going to cross 10 is the big question. Are we going to cross 10? Oh, now we're back to six. Um, so yeah, guys, if this continues to get traction and you guys enjoy it, I'll definitely do more of these. Definitely do more of these. Um, so how many of y'all plan to attend next week's 
live, um, go, go ahead and put a yes in the chat if you're going to plan on attending next week's. It's going to be Thursday at 8. And I hope to see you there. What I said? No, Thursday at 7. Thursday at 7. Put a yes in the chat. And I will get to you guys' comments that just commented. Put a yes if you plan to attend next week. It's going to be good, guys. It's going to be jam-packed. Uh, all right. So Terry says they'll be there. Clinical Research Maven will be there. All right. Good deal. So we have a few people that will be there. Um, any words on oncology versus other indications? Yeah. Usually I've heard from other CRAs, I've never monitored oncology, but I've heard from other CRAs, it's, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Um, it's, it's a little too much work for the extra few thousand dollars they're going to pay you. It's not really worth it, the headache. And, I, you know, Dan and I actually talked about this on our last live. He agreed that, um, yeah, because he's only on one oncology study that he's monitoring himself. And he was like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, imagine if you got two or three studies of oncology. And he was like, oh, well, in that case, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Jut also says that they will be there next week as well. So look forward to seeing you all next week. Um, but, yeah, oncology, usually not worth the squeeze, guys, unless they're paying you a ton of more money extra. Um, so I stick to non-oncology indications um, when I'm, you know, looking for jobs and stuff like that. I don't want to do oncology. I'm not trying to, you know, work crazy extra hard just for a few extra thousand dollars. That really doesn't move the needle anymore. Uh, Dennis says, why to standardize CRAs if we standardize the process? Um, you know, to be honest, there's a whole bunch of people in this industry that just want to make extra money. Um, that's why you see a lot of these certifications and stuff for people with no experience um, saying they'll help you get a job or whatever. I don't know what Barnett says, but to be honest, you guys should not be paying for certifications if you don't have any experience in this industry. This is a, this is a experience-based profession, and it's all about experience. And cl clinical research is very slow to change and adapt. Um, that's why every single job posting you says is you see is like one year experience, two years experience, you know, three to five years experience. Um, so this is really experience based industry guys. Um, and so I think for a while it's going to be, you know, who cares what certifications you got? Can you do the job? Do you have the experience to do the job? Um, and it's been like that for years. So I think it's, it's going to continue to be like that. Um, All right, guys. So look, that's we're 50 minutes in. We are. Um, we had a lot of good questions today. We got five people in the chat. Thank you guys for showing up. I think I'm gonna go ahead and end it here. Um, thank you guys for being here. We had, and we're also celebrating 5,000 subscribers today. Now I know we're at 5,010. I think by now. Um, yeah, I saw it was like 5.01. So 5,010. We're past 5,000. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, who have supported the channel over the years. Le le before we end, the people that are still in the chat, can you say how many years or months? Just put in the chat how long you've been following this channel. Um, just so I can give love to you guys. You could put in the chat how long you've been following this channel. Um, and then we'll end it after that. 
Um, Cause I really appreciate you guys support. Just want to show love. Thank you, Jut, for the congratulations. Um, you guys have been vocal in this chat. So I really appreciate you guys for asking questions. Specifically you, Jut. Um, yeah, put just put in the chat how long you've been following. Just so I can get an idea. And thank you for the 5K. Look, I'm thanking you guys for the 5K because, you know, it's not possible without you guys. So thank you. Thanks, Clinical Research Maven. You said thanks for answering the questions. No problem. Thanks for asking the questions because I wouldn't have questions to uh, answer if it wasn't for you. Uh, Clinical Research Maven says three years. You've been following for three years. Wow. Thank you so much. You an OG subscriber at that point because when did I start this channel? Maybe... 2018, 2017, maybe I started this channel. Well, I actually had the channel way before I started um, uploading videos because I knew I was going to do a channel and I started making videos way before I even started uploading videos. So thank you. You guys have been following for three years. Clinical Research Maven, shout out to you. Uh, Angel says a year and a half. All right. Shout out to you. So you started watching in the pandemic, the, the pandemic. Because I was doing COVID videos back then, um, videos on how COVID was impacting the industry and everything was just shutting down. So thank you for your support, man. Even if you just started watching yesterday or today, thank you for your support. It wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you. Um, Jut says six months, but watch most of your videos. Wow. And yeah, that's a good point, Jut. A lot of people think just because a video is two years old, three years old, is not applicable anymore. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. Um, you know, a lot of the times I don't make, I don't remake those videos that I made two, three years ago because they're very, very applicable uh, today. A lot of the stuff still reigns true. So, you know, watch those videos. There's a lot of good information in them, even though they might have been made, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. The stuff still reigns true. So thank you, you guys. Anybody else in the chat? I think that's almost everybody who has said something. I know we got what? Maven, Jut, Angel. That's three people. Um, so I don't know if anybody else is still here. But um, thank you, you guys. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you guys for the support over the years. Um, 5K wouldn't be possible without you guys. And definitely not doing these lives, um, these live Q&As. So shout out to you guys. I'm going to go ahead and end it. Take care.